And we're here. We've got the lame duck. We've got the sitting duck. And I am Quail. And welcome to your first taste at the sitting duck. Let's go. It's great to be here. How you doing? How you doing, ugly duck? Thank welcome, you. Welcome, welcome. Just yes. another Thursday in Bloomington, Indiana. Beautiful day. Hey, I'd like to start this podcast out by just giving a good shout out and dedication to this podcast to our good friend Matt Leach. Yes, uh, the good guy from Oregon. I think he's back home now. Sko Ducks, baby. A little East meets West action. We're there, wearing our Ducks hats for you, Leach. <laughs> so for those of you who have never turned in, t- tuned in before to the Sitting Ducks podcast, a.k.a. all of you, because this is our inaugural po- podcast. Right. Uh, speaking of inaugurations, holy shit, President-elect Trump, we'll get to that. Wow, uh, that's later in the segment. <laughs> Um, thank you and welcome for being here. You want to start us off with uh, what's up to date here, Ugly Duck? Yeah, first off, we're going to introduce gonna, ourselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why don't we quick, introduce quick ourselves? Bio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bio. Start, Ryan? I'll start, yeah. So, um, Ryan Kaysen uh, on the podcast. You can refer to me as the Lame Duck. Um, born in South Bend, Indiana. Huge Notre Dame fan, huge Chicago Blackhawks fan, huge Fantastic. Chicago Cubs fan, and a huge Indianapolis Colts fan. Um, you know, I'm a senior at IU studying uh, biology with minoring in healthcare management policy. And I'm, ha- Hold on. I'm, I'm, happy, Hold I'm happy to be here. We're doing our introductions. You're up next. Roop. Hey, I'm uh, Josh Roop. I guess that would make me the ugly duck. I'm uh, from Carmel, Indiana. Huge fan of the NBA. Could talk about the NBA for 400 hours straight. Diehard Pacers fan, Colts fan. Uh, favorite players in the NBA, Paul George and Marcus Cousins. Uh, that's pretty much it for me. I'll pass it on to Zach. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Um, my name is Zach Post. You can call me Quail. I think my passions really in the sports realm would be the Colts, the Pacers, IUBB. Um, oh, yeah. I'm a big oh, yeah. I'm a big pop culture guy. I love talking about anything that's really happening. Twitter. Love it here in the States. Yeah, love it. You love it here. Yeah, sucking yeah, down on thoughts. Um, yeah, I can go on. I love following people on Twitter. My, my Twitter following is very, very wide range. Um, it goes from anywhere from sports to technology to politics. Stargate. And anything in About between. technology. Did you um, see that uh, seating chart from Trump? I did. I think I retweeted that. Did I you think you did. That? Yes, yes, I did. Uh, little conflict of interest because yeah, that was son was there. Ooh. Zach will be live tweeting I will also every be live podcast. So, Zach, would you like Zach to get, post yep. if you'd like to follow me? I might change my bio just to Quail. Um, but yeah, at Zach Post if you want to feel the live, follow the live tweet. And um, you know we couldn't we couldn't have our first podcast without a very 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 special guest. Um, Absolutely. You know, he doesn't have a duck name, but as long as I, you know, I, I think we could call him the the Sneaky Duck. Uh, so honorary duck, the honorary duck, sneaky duck, Toby Orm. Why don't you give yourself a little bio for the fans? Come on, Toby. Toby Orm here, um, sitting here recording live with my guys at Kilroy's. Um, great group of guys here on their first podcast. Uh, never met a more knowledgeable group when it comes to sports. Um, very educated guys. Enjoy enjoy hearing what they have to say. Um, We're coming for you, Dockage. Sco Ducks. <laughs> All right, yeah. Roop. So, uh, starting off today, we're uh, we're going to talk about a very heated topic uh, this past week in the sports realm, which is the college football playoff. Dun, 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 dun. And th- we just think this four-team playoff is not going to cut it, and nope. we're nope. going to start off with Ryan's opinion on this matter, uh, seeing what he really thinks about the playoff. So, I know that Notre Dame went uh, four wins this year, maybe five, but I think they should be in it. Just kidding. Um, 
you know, we got to move the four-team playoff to an eight-team playoff if we really want to figure out who the top team is um, in the NCAA. The fact that Western Michigan, the bucking Broncos, don't get a chance at claiming that title is absolute anarchy. Um, and I think that Roop can give us a few more examples of what he thinks could, could fit into this four-team realm. Yeah, so I think to really revamp this whole college football playoff, we have to move from four teams to eight teams. And my suggestion is do the eight-team format, the five conference champions from the Power Five schools get in automatically. Then we have the highest non-Power Five conference seed get in automatically and then we have two wild card berths that can just be the two remaining highest ranked teams so this year it would have yielded the matchups of number one alabama versus number eight western michigan number two clemson versus number seven oklahoma number three ohio state versus number six michigan where you just get to decide who's the best team in that can i immediately can i I add a little thing here yeah please we know that the college football playoff is all based off of money anyway you will sell so much so much merchandise apparel same thing tickets you will sell you could sell like a jar of air filled with breath from jabril peppers from that game and someone would buy that yeah if, so be smart about this, the CFP. NCAA, you already, you already just acted inc- just horribly by putting Jabril Peppers in the Heisman Trophy finalist consideration because that is just absolute shit. He should never be there. <laughs> so if you want to really Jabrickle. make money, move, move to the 18 playoff. And then the last matchup in that playoff would be number five Penn State versus number four Washington wow. where you just get to decide who's really worthy of that final four seed Which within the college football playoffs. The yeah, they got the NFL defense going. Yeah. It's fucking um, incredible. I'm a big picture guy. I like thinking about things bigger scope. Going through Twitter earlier came across something quite interesting. Listen. A 24 team playoff. Wow. What? FCS. Top eight teams get a bye. That leaves you with one through eight. Eight being Wisconsin getting a bye. Yeah. You have 12 teams play in. I don't like this. It's an FCS setup. Yeah. That is very much FCF setup. I think like it's too diluted. I think, it's, I think that's a bad You idea. go nine through 24 with play in games. Stupid. One through eight get byes. And after the second round, you go into the four big bowl games. And I'm just going to sit here and say I completely disagree with this. I think it's an interesting, interesting. Uh, prospect you know if you're going off the money thing lots more money i think would very vastly increase viewership interest and i think you'd get more competition because in football you know anything can happen it's not like basketball where it's a seven game series give me that if there's a possibility west virginia goes and plays alabama 10 versus one they win West Virginia. West Virginia should or, um, be. West Virginia. Let's add a clause to what Rube was saying earlier. In this scenario, West Virginia might be the 24 seed. West Virginia, by the way, is the only two-loss team outside of the top seven teams. Yep. But they got absolutely rolled by Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. So are they even good? That no, is the only they're question. Not. Well, because Oklahoma both State team, both teams are in the twenty-four team scenario. Oklahoma State has not been relevant since Des Bryant fucking rolled the Hoosiers in the Insight Bowl years ago. <laughs> good day, eh? <laughs> Just something I came across on Twitter. I thought it'd be interesting to bring up. But um, while I understand it's 
Very unfeasible. Can't put that much toll on a college player's body. I think it's an interesting prospect. I mean, we already have enough with uh, Richard Sherman going off about oh Thursday night God, football. Poop fest. Are we really gonna go about quote college un- players quote playing unquote that often? Poop fest. What about what about the immediate exp- immediate expansion from four teams to sixteen teams, as the FCS did in the first place after 1987, wow. who originally expanded to four okay. teams, then they moved to 20 teams, then they moved to 24. What's mean the middle here? See, that's why we brought Toby Orm on this show today because we knew he that he he was an FCS expert, and we knew we needed that. I would say anywhere from twelve to sixteen is my ideal college playoff. Mine's eight. Yeah, I have eight too. Eight. I would I love think, to see twelve. I think you get to the point. Twelve, you get an underdog matchup in there. Yeah. Underdogs, Everybody underdogs come with twelve plus, and that's just something you can't replace. It's Everybody like March Madness. So, so I know we love to like. Everybody like, loves an underdog. I know we love to like kind of mess with the idea, like, oh yeah, like college football players can't play that long. But actually, I think it's merited. So, what do you do if you end that many games? So many people. I think I say you throw away those bullshit games at the beginning of the year where people are paying each other millions of dollars, stick it to the Power Five conferences only. And they only play each other. Rupe, I know I got that idea from you. You want to add on to that a little bit? So uh, Nick Saban has this interesting theory where he just wants to cut all the bullshit out of college football and have Power 5 conference teams only play Power 5 conference teams. So you're not playing like Alabama A&M or Appalachian State or like... Moorhead State in week two. You're playing like Illinois or LIU Ed- Edwardsville. That, that sounds like an ignorant man to me. Because oh, I love it. Because then you do not have games such as Appalachian State and Michigan. And you, you blocked that field goal. You blocked that field goal. One of the greatest games in the history of college football. Everyone loves the parody. In and you have to you have to understand the underdog. We need to bring in 16 team type well, settings because okay, then the then page. then you get guys that. Go to these small schools such as Western Michigan. How many how many guys have you seen in college basketball get a shot in the pros because they show off in the NCAA tournament? CJ McCullough, Damian Lillard, all wouldn't have been drafted in the first round if it wasn't for the NCAA tournament. And guess what? Whenever you get these 12, 16 team settings, you're gonna get. He didn't even say he didn't even say Steph Curry. By the way, didn't need to. Yeah, I'd also like to add Nate Walters to that list. Uh, I'd like to add going off of what Toby Nash said about. Guys making their presence felt at these underdog schools, these maybe class double A programs. NBA reference, Kenneth Fareed, March Madness, Moorhead State. Why do you think he's in the NBA now? Second best linebacker in the NFL, Khalil Mack, Buffalo. Absolutely. I think Khalil Mack is a top three NFL defensive player. And, and I'd like right I'd like to say I'd like to say something also talking about the Mack. Antonio Brown, Central Michigan. Yes, Bam. go Chippewas. Did not, did not get you know the publicity. Got drafted. I I saw a list. There was like eighty wide receivers who got drafted before him. Eighty is <laughs> a stretch. Philip Dorsett would have been drafted before him. Not to mention Philip Dorsett sucks. Contract. <laughs> Philip Dorsett is okay. I'm gonna do a little comparison here. Think about the Pacers, and think about them malice at the Palace time. Philip Dorsett is comparable <laughs> to, to, to the Pacers, to to Tyler Hansborough on the Pacers after Mass at the Bell. I would go as far as saying Tyler Hansborough's younger brother on the Pacers ben, in ben, 2011. Ben Hansborough. I love this conversation. I'm going to go a little off track here because I see Josh Norman on the television, if you don't mind. Horrible. This Horrible. morning, I was watching ESPN Coast to Coast, Kerry Champion, and um, what's his name? David, David something. Anyway, Kerry Champion poses a question on ESPN, Coast to Coast. 
Would you name your son Josh Norman? <laughs> Verbatim. She just get, just get She here. says that. I'm going to take a straw poll. Yeah. Lame duck, would you name your firstborn Josh Norman? I'd rather name my firstborn Albert Frederick III than fucking Josh Norman. Take that as a no. Toby Nate. I would go uh, five million odds. <laughs> five million to one odds with Josh Norman. Well, this is sort of an interesting scenario for me because Josh Norman Roop would He's be Josh namesake. Roop the second. <laughs> But uh, I think I could do it. I think I could do it. Okay. But I would rather Jesus. name my son Josh Childress Roop. Oh, Junior. Wow. Yeah, I would pass take him. that, Josh Norman, and Carrie Champion. Carrie Champion, if you're listening, Carrie Champion, if you're listening, I hope you'll hear that. I just need to go back to the Tyler Hansborough name drop. I was at his initial press conference with the Indiana Pacers. My brother got Tyler Hansborough's first professional autograph, and within one quarter of watching him play in the NBA, I knew he was one of the worst picks in NBA history. Just, he is so god-awful, and I just needed to get that out there. But we'll return to what we were talking Go about. Go Raptors. So, classic Pacers draft, actually. I'm going to do, yeah, seriously. We're going to do a little segment here. I think we've been talking a lot in hypotheticals. Um, Let's go real world. Not stuff. sure how we got to Tyler Hansborough here. Um, <laughs> co- with current college football playoff, we're going to go around. Everyone's going to make their picks uh, who they got to win. So, uh, Roop, or should I say the Ugly Duck, you're going to start us off. Who you got college football playoff? I've got Ohio State over Alabama. I'll take it 31 24 final. I like that. Little Ezekiel Elliott, you know? All right. Curtis Samuel, baby. Post who you got? Can you give me a minute? I want to think about this. Yeah, I'll go. I got the uh, I got Ohio State twenty. F- no, I got Ohio State forty two. Washington Huskies twenty one. Wow! Oh, wow! Because Alabama is a sorry excuse for a college football team. <laughs> the SEC is a horrible conference. I take the top. If you put the top five in the MAC versus the top five in the SEC, the MAC goes three and two. Interesting perspective there, Ryan. Um, unfortunately enough, as much as I would like to root for the Big Ten team, I'd have to take Alabama in this circumstance. Oh. Nick Saban is my least favorite coach in the history of college sports. Uh, hard and, and Miami Dolphins. Yes, and Miami Dolphins history as well. That. Yes. Um, even worse than Calipari, man. I'll, I'll say it. Um, I do not like that man, but he does, he does run a great, flawed program. I have uh, Alabama 42, Ohio State 24. Wow. I'd like to preface this statement by saying I went to Oregon and I saw the Huskies play in person with my own two eyes and put up seven. They're impressive. They dominated teams. They dominated teams and their coach has a fantastic With that being said, I'll take the Huskies oh. over the Ohio State Buckeyes. 42 to 40. And I say that based on my own Two eyes of the Washington Huskies offense. They were lights out. Okay? Lights out. Hergo. I will have to say, after I also saw the Huskies in person, like Zach, and I've never seen a more solid front seven defense in college football. Not just offensive. They absolutely dominate teams, and they have they probably have five NFL players within that NFL. Within that linebacking and lineman core, and I know Ryan wants to uh, change it up here a little bit, so we'll pass it on to him. So we're gonna do we're gonna do this segment every time on our show. It's called Pick That Jackson. All right, 
So today um, we're we're talking linebackers. One's currently suspended. Would you rather have Edwin Jackson or Dequell Jackson as the monster of the midway on your defense? We're gonna have Toby Orm start us out. Edwin or Dequell? I take Edwin in this circumstance. <laughs> the, the, the ugly duck roop. Well, so I have a kind of interesting scenario here. I lined DeQuell and Edwin up, like standing like right behind each other. I'd curve the bullet, kill Edwin, look to my right, I'd see Marlon Jackson, automatic choice, no matter what. Marlon Jackson. Right. Comes out of nowhere. He, he takes Marlon, I like it. I think I'd kill myself before killing either of them. <laughs> All right. Well, who do you pick? Who do you pick? I'll take Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. But as I said, the game is picked between Edwin and DeQuell, and since I made up the game, I will pick one. I'm going to tell DeQuell to take his steroids and take them to fucking New England because he's a cheater. So I'm, I'm going with Edwin because I love the fact that he uh, dyed his hair blonde and he's black. It's always interesting. It's a good look. Wow. So now we're going to move into our next segment. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsor, um, the Baltimore Zoo. Shout out to the Baltimore Zoo. Shout out to the Baltimore Zoo. We're the B Zoos. We are going to discuss some Baltimore sports. And what is a better way to start off our segment than my, you know, the question we all ask ourselves: Is Joe Flacco elite? Can I can I intercede with a serious note? We all know that Craig Sager died today. <laughs> I'd like to read a tweet from Craig Sager the second, if you don't mind. <laughs> Craig Sager the second, as of 3:40 p.m. Time is simply how you live your life. We packed a lifetime and then some into these 28 years together. Pay it forward, time. Sager strong. Sager strong. Just beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful tweets from Craig One Sager the second. That being said, let's go on to our segment. Is Joe Flacco elite? Is Joe yes. Flacco elite? So, uh, Ryan's in the bathroom right now, but uh, we're going to talk about Flacco. And I think at this point, we're just going to hand it off to our guest, Toby, and he's just going to vent about Flacco here for Give a little bit. Here's, here's his monologue. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and start off by uh, I don't want to upset people who are a fan, but I'm just going to give a hard no. Um, Steve Smith Sr. has carried this man's career since he's been in Baltimore. That's so true. You know, I mean, the guy is just a freak of nature. I've never seen someone operate at such an old age the way he does. Um, he's completely kept Joe Flacco on the map. The only reason he's, he's even in the talk of an elite quarterback is because they have to throw the ball 40 times a game because they're either always down or they can't run because they don't have a running back. Um, so that's just my personal opinion. Ray Lewis said it first, not me. Joe Flacco is not elite. That's what I need to say. In my eyes, I know you'll, you'll, you'll bring a counter-argument to this. You win a Super Bowl, you are automatically in an upper echelon of quarterbacks, for me personally. I'm, that I, being said, that being I, said... Can I throw a hypothetical question in there? That being the said... NFL or defensive NFL players in the league on the team okay. time? That being said, I do not think he's in the same tier as, say, a Roethlisberger. A he wouldn't have won if the lights didn't go out. That's also true. Conspiracy theory, New Orleans 2014? Bohemian Grove. Bohemian Grove. They shut down the lights of the Superdome. That being said, he did win a Super Bowl, and I respect him for that. Lots of props to Joe Flacco. Uh, I'm going to ask a question to the group here. Um, would you guys consider Peyton Manning elite three years ago? That's a tough question to answer, Ryan. Um, I think there's a lot of factors that play into that. Yes or no, Toby? Uh, no, I no. do not. Yes or no? No, no way. No. Yes or no? Yes. 
Okay, I think they said no because they knew the point I was going to bring I up here. Yes. If you considered Peyton Manning elite even two years ago, then he's on the same playing field as Joe Flacco in amount of Super That's Bowls won. Yes, it is. Numbers, he's not on the same playing field. I said Statistics. Super Bowls, idiot. Numbers is including how many Super Bowls they've Flacco won. Has won doesn't he? Flacco yes. has one Super Bowl two years, two years ago. ago. Peyton Manning had two. one Super Bowl. Am I losing my amount of time? Yeah, he won last year. Regardless. And the only one because, because I honestly think that records? Von Miller is a cyborg. <laughs> like, you think those glasses are for show? Cy- no, they're cyborgs. Cyborg is OG. Cyborg. I, heard, I heard Von Miller will be guest starring on Westworld next season uh, because that man is a fucking robot. Speaking of cy- Bringing us to our IUBB section. Speaking of cyborgs, if you replace Von Miller with OG Ananobi, would you have the same production at linebacker? Well, since they're both programmed by a computer, probably. I think you would. I think OG Ananobi is a better physical specimen, objectively, than Von Miller. I, I think we have to throw Araldis Chapman in this conversation. <laughs> also, another cyborg. That was- I did not think we were going to get into baseball, Toby. I did not think we were going to get into baseball. Let's Cubs. Let's talk Cubs. I'm not ready to do that yet. Yeah. No. I will table, Cubs, I will table that comment. We'll table Cubs tomorrow. We'll table Cubs till March. That being said, I'll take a straw poll again. OG Ananobi on the Broncos right now or Von Miller? Uh, OG does have a seven foot four wingspan. I mean, I kind of like the prospect of him just putting his arms out and just like catching balls (laughs) in weird ways, but (laughs) he'll play both ways. Von Miller is just a thick dude and he lights up people in the middle. Understood. I'll take Von, but. It's a tough one here. You know, my heart lives. Picture OG Ananobi in a Broncos jersey. If you if you tell me OG's been lifting like an NFL player for the past four years. Scary. I have no idea what that by lifting is. By lifting, he means doing a fuck ton of drugs. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, I think. DeQuell Jackson! I think his body would be more suited for a D-line instead of a linebacker position. OG and Anobi say, like, really thick. Rich man's Adamican Sue. Like doing spin moves, ripping around people, and just using that wingspan to bat down passes. I'm, just, a, I'm imagining him out. swatting balls like double of what J.J. Watt yeah, and, does. And Matt Stafford's looking around like, what the fuck like is Matt going Matt Stafford on? sees a 10-foot-tall no fence yeah. in front of him. Are, are, we to look, are we actually looking to uh, develop a new prototype for an NFL defensive <laughs> lineman? Wow. I would love to see a 7-foot-4, 320-pound man <laughs> play in our NFL league that can move, maybe run a 5 440. That is just something that God couldn't even imagine creating. Sounds like a, uh, a, a rich man's Vince Wilfork, if you ask me. I never got to add my uh, perspective on this point. I'd run a 6 2 defense. I'd put OG at nose, at nose guard and keep Von Miller in the fucking in the A gap, ready to just light him up. <laughs> Usain Bolt and the next fastest man in the world at the two, uh, the two defensive backs. Can I say something? Usain Bolt and Deion Sanders. Carry Champion, champion slash everyone else who's listening. Wrong way, wrong way, wrong way. Oh, my bad, wrong way. Carry um, Champion and everyone else who's listening. Tom Crean, I hope you're listening. Tom Crean, check your Twitter. I just tweeted at Tom Crean. At Tom Crean, I hope. <laughs> at Tom Crean, OG Ananobi is the next Von Miller. If he sees that, I'm sorry about his scholarship and I'm sorry about the prospect of ruining your NBA draft pick career. If that man goes into the NFL, watch out. That's all I'm saying. So uh, I'm going to switch up the topic here abruptly. This talk about Tom Crean has just reminded me about IU football. 
And I need to just vent about something that has been making me take a monologue. Very mad for this the past week. I'm gonna get Baltimore to So, if you to you by If you do not know, Jabril Preppers made the Heisman. Made the Heisman finalist list. And I'm just gonna go through Jabril's stats right now. So Jabril won Heisman, or he was the Heisman finalist. He won Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, Linebacker of the Year, Returner of the Year, and he also won the Paul Hornung Award, which is given to the most versatile player in college football. Historical context, has that ever been done, that many awards by one player? I have no idea, but I will stand by the fact that Jabril Pepper did not deserve to win Defensive Player of the Year in the Big Ten at all. He did not deserve to win Linebacker of the Year and there is no way in hell he should ever be a Heisman finalist in today's college football environment. Let me go through. Here's a question, though, to that. Who would you put in his place if he was oh, not there? For the Heisman? For the Heisman. Scales. Uh, not Tigre Scales. I want Tigre Scales there. But I would put... Uh, I am completely banking on his name right now. San Diego State running back. Yep. Uh, uh, Pumphrey. Yeah. Pumphrey. I'll look him up. Chris Humphreys. No. I'll look no, him up. No, no. He was the leading rusher. Ex. He was a leading rusher in NCAA this year. I'll look him he up. was, he was top foul. three in or Heisman Kaiser. the entire season. Deshaun Kaiser. But don't get me started. Don't get me started. Don't get me started on Deshaun Kaiser. Even with Jabril Pepper's national awards, I think the biggest thing that bothers me is that he was an AP All-American over IU linebacker T. Gray Scales. Danelle Pumphrey. Danelle Pumphrey was the San Diego State running back. Let me read you Jabril Pepper's... No, he didn't. Let me read you his 2016 stats. First team All-American. Marcus Oliver, honorable mention. Jabril Peppers, 66 tackles, 3 sacks, 13 tackles for loss, 1 interception. Within those 66 tackles, he had 46 solo tackles. On offense, he had 170 total yards from scrimmage and three touchdowns, a 15-yard punt return average with one touchdown, and a two-yard average on kickoff. Those are not Heisman-worthy stats. If you compare him with T. Gray Scales, the (laughs) IU linebacker, he was the second leading tackler in the nation, leading tackler and tackle for loss leader in the Big Ten. He had 115 tackles, five sacks, 21 tackles for loss, one forced fumble, one interception, one touchdown. He did not return for kicks or punts, though. True, but listen to this. He had 86 solo tackles. Did you? Here's the question. Which were twice the amount that Jabril had. The game where Jabril Peppers played quarterback, running back, cornerback, what? Linebacker, safety. safety, punt return, and kick return. In the same game. I'd like in to the say same, that's I'd, seven positions. I'd like in one to add game. something. I guarantee nobody. Tigre no, skills no. cannot do that. I guarantee that if you put Tigre skills on punt return, no, no. I don't know. We'll catch if thirty-five percent, thirty-five percent of the NCAA football coaches were as fucking psychotic as Jim Harbaugh was, they have a player who can do that as well. I guarantee it. It's called being an athlete. Harbaugh is just the only idiot slash genius who's willing to do it. I don't know. I think that's questionable. Let me just let me just tell you. How the AP All American team pulled it, played out. Jabril Peppers. Brought to you by the Baltimore Zoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're getting another round of Baltimore Zoo. So, uh, Thank brought you to you by Baltimore, Baltimore Zoo. Zoo. Thank you so much. Kill Rose on Kirkwood. But, so there were three Big Ten linebackers who made the AP All American <laughs> team <laughs> instead of T Gray Scales. First team Jabril Peppers, 
Second team, Raekwon McMillan from Ohio State and T.J. Watt from Wisconsin. J.J. Watt's brother. T. Gray Scales on the number 20 rushing defense in the country beats every single one of those guys in every statistical statistical category except T.J. Watt in sacks, where T.J. Watt was blown away with 10.5 sacks, where T.J. Scales only had five sacks. Is that because no one else on IU could tackle? That's what I was going to hit at. I was going to say, do you think... This whole T. Gray scales issue is part of a bigger picture. Nobody gives IU football defense respect enough to even consider any type of player being considered for any type of award. And by the way, because I think Nate it's a Sunfield bigger picture. Could have been Heisman champion. When you think year. of IU football, you think of one, a great offense; two, a bad football school; three, an even worse defense. Four, great tailgating. Answer. I'll have to counteract by that, that by saying IU had a top twenty defense in the nation this year, but nobody Led. recognizes that fact. Led by T. Gray Scales. So the argument comes down to, would you rather have T.J. Watt or Raekwon McMillan who are sort of... Or Jaquan. I'd take Jadavion Clowney. Who are sort of like <laughs> the third... I would take Jadavion The second Clowney or too. third... I'd take Jadavion Clowney. Leaders together on one of the nation's best defense? Or do you take T. Gray Scales, who's the far out best player on the number 20 defense, who has... Basically, just kept this IU defense together over the stretch of the season where they have just been getting murdered. Here's a question for you. Here's a question for you. Here's a question. Do you think, let me talk, (laughs) do you think IU makes a bowl game without T. Gray Scales? T. Gray Scales, if you're listening. No way. 100% no. You really think he's that big of an impact on the IU football defense? I don't think IU even deserves to go to a bowl game right now. I completely so no. agree with you. So, no. That brings up a bigger question. I think there's a massive cover-up for the Kevin Wilson scandal. That being said, I think IU still makes a bowl game without TK Scales. I think our offense is good enough to make a bowl game without TK Scales. I think our defense is good enough to make a bowl game. That's also an interesting point. I think, our, I think our defense is bad. One of the most underrated. Marcus Oliver, also one of the most underrated linebackers in the Big Ten and in the NCAA. Man came back from a terrible ACL injury last year and was, what, all Big Ten, honorable mention. I think probably deserved more. Um, anchored our defense along with TJ Scales. So there are athletes around T. Gray Scales, and I think we do make a bowl game. Roop does not. I'm not sure what Kason's think. I don't sure what he's thinking at any time, but I think we've been pitter pattering around this point. I think we've kind of beat the T Gray Scales horse into the ground. Would, would I agree with my ducks? Yeah, uh, I'm just F- saying, final comment. I will fight till the end of my life to get T Gray Scales on an AP All American team. I will peel that till banana forever. Banana. Is banana. he gonna get a shot in the league? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm projecting top three round pick. You know, dude. You know he's getting drafted by the Patriots late, and he's gonna be like the best tackler, like Brandon Spikes. I hate the I hate the Patriots, but they're I so would good. Turn out prospects in the NFL. All right, I think we've really been pitter pattering. Three wide receiver first round draft. Right. That is so true. We've been. Dick will go. Yeah, go go after him. I just don't think he's good. Yeah. Dick Legault. I don't, I don't think he's worthy of us talking Dick about Dick Legault, he, he gets the ball in his hands, and he will stare at one side of the field stayed. the entire time. I think he should have stayed there's, at whatever Juco he was at. There's a reason this a, a man of this stature who can throw a football that way, there's a reason he wasn't at a Division One college. And it wasn't, it wasn't that he was stupid and couldn't get his grades sucks. going to IU. It's because he sucks and doesn't know how to read a fucking defense. <laughs> I think Tell him, Toby. If you want the read on Dick Legault, you watch two plays from this season. Yeah. From the uh, Nebraska game oh, yeah. where we're making our late game drive and he throws two of the worst balls I've ever seen in college football. I got a celebrity look like My- that. 
Celebrity lookalike Dick Lego. I saw him at Roy's last week, the other week ago. Celebrity lookalike for Dick Lego, Vince Max Bielfeld, oh. another IU superstar. So it's like a pseudo celebrity. Yeah. It's, it's a, a well. I'll take it as a he's a celebrity here. It's like a I think I think Max Bielfeld is a celebrity here. I know. If you're listening, Max. I might make a pick stitch of you two, and I'll prove it to yeah, my point. Good luck in the Dominican Basketball League, Max. I like yeah, Max. He'll be a grad assistant. Go back to, go back to Ann Arbor, you idiot. Um, <laughs> great contributor. Great contributor. Yeah, you had a great year. Yeah, thanks for your time, Max. Sixth yeah. man of the year. Yeah, Max, we actually really appreciate you. Um, Come back to sports sometime. Back to, back to Dick Leg Allen, his ability to be an effective quarterback. I think that my blind grandfather, which I don't have a blind grandfather, he both my grandpas have great sight. Would know where he was passing and be able to pick off Dick Leg Al. Yeah. I think um, we could draw a solid comparison here. If uh, the NFL were the Big Ten, I would give uh, Dick Lego the uh, title of Ryan Tannehill. Um, wow. wow! Very, very similar stature. Both, both awful at the level they play at. Um, obviously, Ryan was an incredible college football player, Correct. but. Um, you see these guys on different levels make the exact same mistakes, have the same exact strong characteristics that they just cannot do anything with. We had, I think, I think Indiana University has had some of the strongest receivers in the Big Ten for the past five, six years. Latimer. Yep. Simi Cobbs. If you want yep. To hurt. Simi Cobbs. Cody oh, Latimer. Hey, Shane. Shane Wynn. Shane Wynn, who is now on the fifty-three yep. man roster yep. for yeah, the Wynn, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Shout out Shane Wynn. Um, we have had some incredible receivers come through our organization that just completely were lost this year. You know. Mitchell Page. <laughs> Mitchell Page, shout out Mitchell Page, love you, big guy. Shout out okay. Mitchell Page, Tennessee Volunteers, fourth grade. Can I say something like about the NFL now that Toby brought up. While well, you were gone in the bathroom, Toby brought up Ryan Tannehill. It's a, it's an interesting segue. It's an interesting segue because um, shout out Colin Coward, Colin, if you're listening. Um, on 1070 also, ESPN. Also, Kristen Leahy, if you're listening. Um, Dan shout oh, out at Zach Foss on Twitter. Oh, shout out Dan Dockage. This is brought to you by uh, the Baltimore Zoo. Anyway, Colin, if you're listening, I saw you power ranked the Miami Dolphins number eight overall in your power ranking on the NFL. Who said this? Colin Coward. What? That's not even a top two. That, what? That's like a buckle your seatbelt type of moment. Strap in. Strap in. I feel like I just got pooped on. Roop. I can't even name 12 players. I know your top two is probably going to be Cowboys, Patriots, power rank the NFL. Tell me if I'm wrong. Give me your top five power ranking, wow. like best overall. Not has nothing to do with playoffs. Give me your top five best teams in the NFL, outside of records. What you personally think is the best five teams in the NFL? Can I give you mine first? Yeah. Can I go after Roop? Yes. Are we doing injuries right now? Right I want now. your current situation right top five. Like you're picking like top five to win the Super Bowl. That's all. I don't care about the record. Patriots with Tom Brady will trump the Cowboys for me any single day of the week. Don't, don't bring Trump into this, please. My bad. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that for political. Yeah, that's leech. Will overbear the Cowboys the rookie quarterback. That being said, I give the Patriots number one. Cowboys number two solely because of Ezekiel Elliott. I do not care about Dak Prescott. I care about the offensive line. Bring I care about a solid running back. If they put Romo in, it would be the same. I'm convinced it would be the same team with Romo or Dak Prescott. I'm fully Romo convinced. I don't. I think right. it'll be the same this team because they will next, run the ball. Next <laughs> Number three, the Oakland Raiders. Yes. I love it, Zach. Derek Carr 
is an animal. Young and innocent. An absolute animal. The guy will get it done in the fourth quarter, no matter what the situation. No matter what the situation. He has a gene in his body. Have you ever seen that D'Angelo Russell gif, Ice in My Veins? Yep. That is what Derek Carr is. Number four, the Kansas City Chiefs. I love that. I think there's something about the Andy Reid, Alex Smith combination where it's not going to be pretty. I think Alex Smith it's is n- elite. It's not. That's an interesting topic for another day. Yeah. Not going to be pretty, but they'll get the job done and they'll get some wins. They'll get some wins, absolutely. Number five, I'm going to stay in the AFC. The Broncos. I know they're struggling. I know they're struggling, but that defense with the cyborg Von Miller. That's like putting. That's like putting. I know. The Eagles. I know. I just said three AFC West teams. That's okay. But I think that's where we're at in the NFL right now. The NFC, I could care less. It's the Cowboys and everyone else. It's Cowboys and everyone else. All right, roots up. Okay. What do you think? So, I hate to say it because this is my least favorite team in the history of professional sports, and no matter what happens over the next sixty years of my life, it will forever be the Patriots. It's my least favorite team, but. They just succeed no matter the circumstances. So they are my number one. Number two, I'm slotting the Oakland Raiders. I love Derek Carr. I'm jumping on the bandwagon for him being the MVP, and I think he'll just lead the Raiders to success in the playoffs. Number three, I'm going the Cowboys. Uh, Number four, I will also go the Chiefs like Zach. I think their defense is scary good this year. And Alex Smith has been playing so well yeah. uh, relative to the past years. And, I don't know, they just got some magic there with Andy Reid. They've won, what, like 23 of the past 25 yeah, games yeah. or something? Ridiculous statistics. They, they, just, they just need to figure out how to do it in the playoffs, and I think, they can, I think Andy Reid can really get them there. And then number five is my really sleeper team with a quarterback wow, who has just been playing out of his mind this season. Giants. No. Mine's crazy. I'm going up north. To Detroit. Oh yes. yes. And I'm picking the yes. Detroit Lions. Yes. And Stafford. Matt Stafford. Stafford. I know Toby is just Stafford. not happy with this pick, but say, Matt Stafford is a I, perinial I MVP candidate. And they have they have a little issue with their secondary, but Sean their their front their front seven is very solid. I want to say something. I'm sorry, Colin Coward, for dissing you earlier. I respect and every agree with everything you said about Matt Stafford being an MVP candidate. That being said, go ahead, Toby. <laughs> I'm up. Oh, sorry. All right. This is going to be this this is this is going to be controversial because it has not been said by either of you in your top five and it's my number one. I would put the mortgage on the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. <laughs> number one, well. Pittsburgh Steelers, one hundred percent. I I am convinced that Antonio Brown can score in, on every single play As with that he lines up. I am very convinced that Antonio Brown, and that is why I ordered his jersey off AliExpress from Central Michigan <laughs> last week. Number two, I know everyone's on the Patriots and uh, Cowboys bandwagon after the mental lapses on special teams last night, last week. I can't put Patriots number two. Detroit Lions are my number two. This is insane. You're talking about mental toughness. Seven fourth quarter comebacks Their this year. Their best receiver is Seven. Golden Tate. And I am a huge Notre Dame fan. So. Detroit Lions, number two. Patriots, number three. Don't even have to explain. Number four, even though they lost last week. No, they won last week. The New York Giants. It's not the Cowboys yet. No. I'm at number four. I got the New York Giants. I got the New York Giants at number four, which leaves me with one place left. And the Raiders? I have not said the Raiders. I have not said the Cowboys. And my fifth spot goes to... In sixth grade, I won the Super Bowl. 
War number 27 in honor of Larry Johnson. Chiefs, number baby. five, the Kansas Go City Chiefs. Chiefs, baby. Shout out Matt Leach. Shout out Matt Leach. You, yeah. Hey, Zach Crowley deserves a shout out to you. Yeah, shout, shout out, out Adam Ruhile. Ruhile. Shout out the Dixon brothers. Shout out the, that was an unfair team, by the way. It was. CDC dads messed up on that Champions. But with that being said. Shout out the New York Jets in that you, year, too. If you think you're going to walk into Arrowhead and win a game right now, then <laughs> Jesus Christ, then you can come. I'm not gonna say it because it's inappropriate. I want to keep this. I want to keep this child appropriate. You're an idiot if you think you can beat the Chiefs and Andy Reid. If you try to say that you can beat Andy Reid, you have to show me that you can eat Andy Reid's body weight in chili <laughs> before you say that statement. Only one person can eat Andy Reid's body weight in chili, and that is Jay Morrison. Yeah, because the kid yeah. has a problem. Andy Reid oh, is a the guy loves chili. He should be in that uh, movie Now You See Me because he is a straight <laughs> magician. <laughs> He's a magician on the defensive end. All right. And to, to, to round out the Dear. podcast today, because we've been going for 40 minutes, we'll get some closing remarks here from everyone. Dude, we've been talking for 40 minutes. We're going to get Toby Orm's top five power rankings, and we're going to give everyone a chance for some closing remarks. Toby, who do you got? i say one thing about Timothy Oh, man. Um, so this will be an interesting discussion, but I'll go ahead and uh, keep, it, keep it short for you guys. Um, I'd obviously um, – I kind of disagree with some of these guys at the, t- at the table. Currently, um, I'd have the boys at number one. Um, I, I respect the hell out of their innocence, and I think that'll carry them through the playoffs. I think it's one of the best offensive lines in their. That is the only time that Toby Orm has respected innocence in his <laughs> life. By the way, <laughs> the best offensive line in the I I would say top three offensive lines in the history of NFL football. Um, yeah. Shout out Zach Martin. Go no, shit. No go no shit yard. Um, <laughs> number two, I would uh, say the Oakland Raiders. Uh, I'd like to draw comparisons to two great Green Bay Packer quarterbacks in Derek Carr. Um, Brett, I'd like to think uh, he's a mixture of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the kid plays with a fucking gun on his right shoulder, and then, you know you just got to respect that. He throws it where it should be. Um, Number three, I would take the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I know Ryan, although he just went to the bathroom, would uh, wow. love this. Uh, James Harrison is just a physical specimen. I have never seen anyone at that age operate the way he does. I know I said that about Steve Smith, but like, don't think Steve Smith can still squat like 600 pounds. Um, yeah, so moving on to the next one. Um, I'd have to give a little respect. Don't like to say it. Um, my team's in the NFC North, but the Detroit Lions. Um, Matthew Stafford has the best arm MVP in candidate. the past 10 years of football. I've never seen a man throw the football the way he does since since John Elway. Um, it's, it's unreal that he's playing the way he is with Golden Tate and Marvin Jones as his number one and number two. Too bad you couldn't do it when you had the best receiver in fucking football. Uh, number five, I'll... Uh, Narrowed down. Giants last week, very impressive win against the Cowboys. Um, I think they have a very tough defense. Um, their defensive backs, although young, I guess Cromarty isn't. Rogers Cromarty isn't that young. Most of their defensive backs are very young, um, but they are very impressive. What's their What's their safety's name um, from Alabama? Eric Berry, Landon Collins. Landon Collins. I think should have been a Colt. Uh, should have been a Colt over Philip Dorsett. Uh, just putting out there. You can also interchange Landon Collins with Malcolm Brown. Would be welcome Colts over. Landon Landon Collins, top five defensive player in the NFL currently. Um, impresses the hell out of me. I think uh, that that rounds out my top five uh, pretty well. Shout out James Harrison. You're my favorite player in football. <laughs> Awesome, right, awesome, awesome. Well, 
This is that time in the City Index podcast where we each go around and we say our closing statements. Um, it's a wonderful time brought to you by the Baltimore Zoo. And um, uh, the lame duck. Would you like to start us off with your closing argument? My closing arguments are going to be one sentences, no explanation. Get ready for it. Number one, fire Grigson. Number two, fire Larry Bird. Number three, Deshaun Kaiser will never be a successful quarterback in the NFL. Number four, sumo wrestling should no longer be a thing. And number five, Alabama will lose to the Washington Huskies in the college football playoff because Alabama is the devil of sports. I had number six, but I can't remember right now. Oh, number six. Stop with NASCAR. Just stop NASCAR. <laughs> like Indy, like Indy car. Sport. Yeah, it's yeah. Sport. Hashtag stop NASCAR. Yeah, it, like IndyCar is cool. Like the IndyCar is great. It's kind of a sport. NASCAR, you suck. Hashtag NASCAR isn't a sport. Hashcar. Hashtag Brexit. Hashtag Brexit NASCAR. Bye. <laughs> Well, uh, it's tough to follow that up, but uh, before I get into my closing arguments, I'll just say there's a reason Juan Pablo Montoya switched from IndyCar to stock car racing. Lucrative business. And I'll just put that out there. But uh, I have a few closing remarks. First off, IU Basketball plays Butler this Saturday, Crossroads Classic. Neutral court. I'm going to go ahead and say that IU will cream Butler. I'm thinking at least a 15-point win for the Hoosiers. I just, Butler, I just think they're overrated this year. They can't contend with a big uh, sorry, uh, big school in that high-powered offense of Indiana. Wow. Uh, wow. Second of all, I have been going into this for the past week and a half, and I have absolutely no idea how the Golden State Warriors can beat the Cleveland Cavaliers in a seven-game series this year. I'm just going to go out and say it. The Cleveland Cavaliers will be the 2017 NBA champions. I would bet any person I know $1,000 or more on that fact. (laughs) And lastly, I would like to say... If you're in the mood for a study break at any point over the next two days, if you still have finals, Google Ronald Reagan attempted assassination. You will be absolutely enthralled in the internet for about two hours. I found myself taking a study break Saturday night, and my jaw was dropping left and right thinking about... in Roy. Slip me one, Ronald Reagan. Yeah, I love it here in the States. Where do you play hockey? What's your name? Where do you play hockey, Ronald Reagan? And now I'll pass it on to Zach. Thank you. That was very insightful. I would like to shout out Luke Walton, Mitch Kupchak, and the whole Lakers organization in my closing argument. I think, I would like to preface my statement by saying I think the Lakers are headed in the right direction. I think they have young talent that will progress in a very positive way. That being said, the, the summer signing of Timofey Mozgov. I, wanna, I don't know if you guys saw this. Two nights ago, Timofey Mozgov at the free throw line against the Phoenix Suns gets MVP chance. Literally, the Staples Center is chanting MVP at Timofey Mozgov. And I'm sitting at my house ripping out my hair. I'm like, what is going on? I would like to read you some stats about Timofey Mozgov. Timofey Mozgov in the summer, the Lakers signed him for a four-year, $64 million guaranteed contract. 
100% guaranteed. The guy is owed $64 million. Straight up. Straight up. That's more than I want to say Joe Flacco, who we considered elite. $64 million is more than what people, the elite quarterbacks in the NFL make. Also, I'd like you to read you. I'd like to read you the season stats to this point of the $64 million man, Timothy Moskov. $64 million he's worth. Eight and a half points, five rebounds, and barely an assist a game. Do you think that's do you think that's justified in $64 million, $64 million guaranteed? Apparently the Lakers fans at Staples Center do. Because they were chanting MVP at him. That's all I'm saying. Lakers, Bill Wal- Luke Walton, excuse me. Mitch Kupchak, I don't know what you were doing spending half your salary cap on. Mitch Timothy Ka- Mozgov. Mi- Mitch Kupchak, there's a Kupchak. I think you're heading in the right direction as an organization, but <laughs> the signing of Timothy Mozgov, the $64 million man, a little aggressive for me. That's the quail signing off. Uh, Toby Arm here, you know, closing remarks. I'll keep it nice and sweet. Uh, short and sweet, sorry. Um, big shout out. Sex life. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, big shout out to the Cardinals front office. Um, really love that new signing by Dexter, or Dexter Fowler. Um, Looking up with all the things we have going on in the minor league right now. I'm super excited for spring training and all the things that are uh, to come. Um, along with that, uh, just want to, I don't know, give uh, some sort of uh, encouragement to, to my Green Bay Packers. Um, it's been a struggle thus far. Um, a tough season that I was not expecting. Um, Aaron, I love you. St- hang in there, man. We still got a shot. Um, Along with that, just want to give a little uh, negative attention, although he's gotten a ton of it. Fuck you, Kevin Wilson. You've single-handedly put our sports... You're a Hoosier. It lost. Toby, you're a Hoosier. I'm Toby Orman. I'm a Hoosier. And Kevin Wilson, you are not a damn Hoosier. You never were. Go back to Oklahoma. Go back to Oklahoma. This isn't 1965. You can't make kids play through broken ankles, broken necks, and concussions that could cause brain damage. You're a piece of shit. I hope you're listening. If you are, fucking roll over. I hope you never get another head coaching job. That's it. That's all I got. Go Hoosiers. So this is the uh, ugly duck closing out here, Josh Rupin. I can't help but add a couple things more onto this. Uh, First of all, I'm just absolutely mortified that I'm just learning that Toby is a Cardinals fan. I mean, if I told you already, my least favorite team in sports is the Patriots. Second behind that is the Cardinals. Close behind that is the Washington Nationals, and I will stand behind that no matter what. I absolutely, I absolutely hate the St. Louis Cardinals. They cause like a just a pain in my body whenever I think about them. They make me want to throw up. I also want to say, uh, building off Zach's point earlier about two. Mozgov, Chandler Parsons signed a four-year, ninety-five million-dollar contract in the offseason. What the hell is he? He is averaging six points and three and a half rebounds over the season. He is like the sixty-fourth ranked small forward in fantasy basketball right now. Yeah, ninety-five million four years. That was like that one time the Colts. That was like that one time the Colts signed the two people from the retirement home, Andre Johnson. And I'm not going to talk any crap about Frank Gore because he does what he does. Why would you sign Andre Johnson when you have Ty Hilton, Dante Moncrief, and Philip Dorsett? You suck. Grigson, I hate you. I'd also like to say that uh, 
for any of you Pacers fans out there, if you haven't noticed, Paul George uh, re-signing with the Pacers has been a big storyline over the past Average. couple of weeks, and we'll get we'll get to it in one of our next podcasts. Yeah, by the way, Chandler Chandler Parsons, number 66 overall small forward this year. But Paul George, if he stays with the Pacers in his next deal, he can make $223 million over six years, where he makes $45 million in the sixth year of his contract. Is he going to be a guy on the Something championship that, team, though? Does he need someone else to help him? That is the question. And then also, I'd like to finish by just giving a enormous shout-out to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Through finals week, you have been keeping me sane. You guys have been absolutely killing it. It seems like the young core is finally coming together, and I cannot wait to really get into Blue Jackets hockey over winter break, which I have failed to do so with school and finals uh, the last couple weeks, and I cannot wait. I'm planning on going to a game in Columbus uh, over the next three weeks. They have the highest winning percentage in the NHL. So, hey, close team. Go Blue Jackets. Toby's a Blue Jackets fan. Here we go. Hey, and we're going to end all of our segments with what I would call a go blank segment. Everyone gets their chance. Go whatever you want. You know, rip it how you want. And uh, we're going to start with Toby. So to end it off here, go. Let's go, Andy Milanakis. Let's go, Andy Milanakis. Roop. Uh, go, Matt Leach. Everything about you is amazing. <laughs> Zauk. Go, Timothy Mazgov. And I'd like to say one thing real quick about oh, the Chandler you, Parsons comment. Go. Chandler Parsons. Four year, 92 million. Put it in perspective. Aaron Rodgers, five years, 110 million. That being said, go to the NBA, children. Go to the NBA. And I'm going to end up with a go! Fire Ryan Grigson, Jim Ursay, you freaking drug addict. Goodbye. Ah! Wait, we need our closing music Close here. With, uh, Joker in the go, go, Dan Dockich. Go, Dockich. Wow. We're, we're getting here. We're getting here. Everybody all around the world See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>